You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me as my as always my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Yeah, it's been a long past couple days, but I'm getting through. Let's do this. Yes, sir. And of course, it is always my favorite day of the week: football talk. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter what day of the week that is. It's just yeah. it's football talk. That's right. Well, it's my so, favorite episode we get to. Let's do it. So, are you ready for some notes that we have? Yes. It's all but official now that Texas and Oklahoma will leave the Big 12 and head over to the SEC as the SEC school presidents voted unanimously to allow the move to happen. It is now a matter of when, not if, this move happens. Texas and Oklahoma have stated that they would honor the deals with the Pac-12 that expire in 2025. However, that may change depending on what exactly the other eight remaining schools do. Now knowing that the two biggest names of the conference have bailed on them. The Big 12 and Pac-12 commissioners, Bob Bowlesby of the Big 12 and George Klevikoff of the Pac-12, have met to discuss whether the two conferences would benefit from working together. The premise was on scheduling each other more often, but also a slight possibility of merging the conferences together as one super conference. The Pac-12's preference may be, if this were to happen, a super conference build would be allowed... Uh, West Virginia to find another conference and find a more geological friendly school to join them, BYU or Boise State. Cooper, realignment is here and we are for it. And now it's it's the whole thing. Everybody's doing it. Mm -hmm. So this is crazy, dude. I'm sure it's getting nuts. You alright? Yeah. Um, the Big Ten has tried to thought thought about reaching out to SC to get them to come because of the LA market. Uh, and with them probably would come uh, UCLA, Stanford, and Washington. So, Pac-12 could be needing to make a move at the Big 12. Otherwise, they might be losing some key um, 
components to their conference. It's definitely going to be interesting, dude. I cannot wait to see what happens with this. Yes, sir. It's going to definitely be interesting to see what happens. Um, a lot of the remaining schools, like I said, West Virginia just doesn't make geographical sense for the Pac-12 to have to travel all the way out to Black, um, not Blacksburg, um, Morgantown, sorry, Morgantown, West Virginia, to have to play West Virginia in any of their games, whether it be basketball or football. Whereas staying and only having to go as far um, east as, I believe, Kansas is the furthest eastern school in the Big 12. Um, well, of course, Oklahoma State and, of course, the Texas teams as well, but nothing beyond the Mississippi for them uh, with that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I can't wait to see what happens. It's going to be fun. Definitely is, man. All right, the Indianapolis Colts were dealt with a uh, double blow this week as they lost both quarterback Carson Wentz and offensive lineman Quentin Nelson to almost identical foot injuries that have them both out anywhere from 5 to 12 weeks. The Colts traded for Wentz this offseason in hopes of reuniting him with head coach Frank Reich would, was as a way of for him to rebound from his tumultuous season this past se- this past year. The Colts currently appear to be banking on the injury to put him close to the five-week mark rather than the 12-week mark as they seem content on letting Jacob Eason run first-team offense during practice so far. Cooper, your thoughts on the Colts? Dude, this sucks. They just picked him up, too. Yeah. So uh, this is not good. Not a good way to start. It's not. Um, Yeah, man. Many pros go out to him. And his lineman looks like uh, maybe they'll be uh, buddies and uh, check in on each other every now and then. Right. Yeah, it's a big blow for Indianapolis. Um, a lot of people had them ready to take over the division, kind of contend for titles with Carson Wentz coming there. Um, as we know, he did really well with uh, Frank Reich as his offensive coordinator in Philadelphia before, obviously, Reich left to take the head coaching job in Indianapolis. So this is going to be um, rough for the Colts. Uh, there were rumblings that maybe they should try to trade for Nick Foles, but I don't know if you want to mess with Wentz psychologically to do that to him with Foles. We already know he has a bit of a bad history with Foles in his locker room with uh, what happened in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl with Foles as the quarterback when Wentz went out with injury. There, there was some animosity there. A lot of people, well, I mean, they basically built a monument to Foles in the locker room, you know, and all that. And some people kind of thought Foles should have been, go ahead and just remain the starter and thought, and thought about trading Wentz sooner than they ended up doing, of course. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's a little bit of animosity there. Yikes. Yeah, man, it's no good. Hopefully they don't try and... Try and get him, man, because that would uh, that would really mess up the locker room. It might, yep. All right, there appears to be a quarterback battle out in the Bay Area that no one was aware of until recently, though this could be just media-driven. Reports are that Trey Lance has looked exceptional in San Francisco's training camp and has done some work with the starting offense. The subject has even been broached by Colin Coward of Fox Sports, wondering if veteran players would back the veteran uh, quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo because he's led the team to a Super Bowl when healthy. Or if they're seeing the offense ran better with Lance on the field, if they would back him and push for him to start. The experts he had on on recently were about fairly split on the subject, but still seemed to favor letting Garoppolo start because due to his history um, with injuries, there's still a good chance that Lance would see the field this year anyways. Cooper, your (laughs) thoughts? Yeah, man. uh, It it sucks because Jimmy G, he's, he's badass when he's healthy. Yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, you got to watch out for these young and up-and-coming quarterbacks, man, because they'll come in and take your spot real quick. And Trey Lance looks like he's stout to do it. Yeah, and we got to remember that the Niners did give up big-time draft capital move up from where they were in the draft to go all the way up to three to make sure they landed Trey Lance. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, even when we're, we've been doing, as we all know, we've been doing NFL predictions, and every time we come across the Niners, we have a hard time because, well, if it's Garoppolo and he's healthy, we expect the Niners to win oh, that yeah. game possibly, depending on the opponent. Or if he's not healthy, I don't know. I'm not ready to anoint Trey Lance as the heir apparent just yet. Um, and so I have, I think he's going to have some rookie mistakes. And plus he hasn't played in like 18 months. So he yeah, had, then, well, one game in the last 18 months. Then there's that, but you see what he's doing in training camp. So we'll see what happens. We will. Um, it'll also depend on the health of their defense, which can be very stout when they're healthy as well. Oh, yeah. All right, so who is the Denver Broncos starting quarterback? They don't even know the answer yet as they have a legit quarterback battle in training camp. On one hand, they have Drew Locke, who they drafted in the second round in 2019 draft, and has been in this offense already. On the other hand, they have Teddy Bridgewater, who they traded uh, for traded for a day before the 2021 draft. Bridgewater is still trying to find his pre-knee injury form when he was with Minnesota. In a few games as an emergency start in 2019 for the New Orleans Saints, Bridgewater went undefeated, keeping the Saints afloat while Drew Brees was injured. Uh, he would sign with Carolina the following offseason and get an opportunity to start, except he would only lead the team to a 4-11 record in head coach Matt Rule's first season. The Panthers would trade for Sam Darnold from the Jets, as it was perceived that the Jets intended on drafting Zach Wilson from BYU with the second overall pick in the 2021 draft. So Denver, we also know, had interest in um, getting Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, that never came to fruition. He's obviously staying in Green Bay. He even signed the new contract that dropped the last year of his um, deal from his previous deal. The oh, last yeah, year of his contract. I mean, so. think about it. I mean, if he signs his deal, that gives him a shot in free agency next year to go go wherever the hell he wants to go. So yeah. So so what do you think about Denver though and their quarterback battle um yeah teddy bridgewater i mean i think you and i both thought he was gonna be something big in this league mm-hmm. but due to that knee injury it's been kind of hindering him man and uh that's the thing that kind of sucks sometimes that shit happens and uh so we'll see what happens with this but i think they would be smart to um Keep going with this this quarterback battle and let him duke it out, man. Because either way, it's making your younger quarterback more, you know, in tune with what he's doing. So there you go. Yes, sir. All right. So are you ready for our North Division predictions <laughs> for the AFC and NFC? Oh, yeah. And someone went full homer and it was a big man. Well, you know, it's football season, and uh, kind of wave that terrible towel, baby. How you doing? Evidently, as you waved it mighty proudly. So, let's get to it. <laughs> In the AFC North, Cooper has the Steelers going 14-3. and The Ravens going 12-5. and Browns 8-9. and And a respectable 7-10 and for the Cincinnati Bengals. 
I, on the other hand, have the Ravens going 14 and three, the Steelers going 12 and five, Browns eight and nine, and I just don't think Cincinnati has enough enough around um, Joe Burrow to really for them to really win enough games. He's gonna win three. I, mean, I have him winning three. Yeah, he's got his he's got his new his I new old wide receivers. So. I understand that, but my fear is that defense isn't ready to compete. Well, then there's that. So that's why I think they're gonna lose some of their games. It's gonna basically be what happened with Herbert last year in Los Angeles. Their defense cost them a lot of victories. So and I and I think that's what's going to end up happening with Cincinnati. I don't think their offense is going to be that much of a struggle. Obviously, he's going to get Jamar. He gets Jamar Chase, a very talented wide receiver. His offensive line is still a little suspect, but it's it's gonna. I think it's going to be better than it was last year, where he ended up getting hurt. Obviously, um, so I think he, they'll be in a lot of these losses. I just don't see their defense getting enough stops in a lot of these games, which is why I have them losing as much as I do. But I was really surprised that we gave uh, Cleveland an 8-9 together. <laughs> we have we actually ran it down exactly the same on their schedule. Yeah, that was, that was quite interesting. We don't usually do that. So. We really don't. And then the fact, of course, that we have the same record finish for our first and second place teams in the division, except we just flipped the teams. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Really weird. That's weird. And I think the only well, I wouldn't say the only reason I did it is because I'm a homer, but I think too if they don't have, if they're not, you know, top of the division at the end of you know, at the end of the season, mm-hmm. then why the hell do they re-sign True. They you know they have to do something this year, or. Uh, I'm still angry they re-signed him. I'm not happy about it. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is, and he can still play. So Right. Now, if, you're say, your team went and got Xavier Howard, I could probably bump you up another game or two and make you really competitive against the Ravens towards the end of the year. Honestly, because if you got Xavier Howard, that's going to be really tough for um, TV. Defense, uh, offenses to throw against you guys. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Just saying, but also at the same time, do you guys really want to possibly give up your first-round pick? We might need to use it towards a quarterback next year. Yeah, we really need that, that quarterback. Yeah, you do, because no matter what happens this year, I think this should be Roethlisberger. You know, it, it's funny. I, I've got them winning the division, but in order to, for them to get a good quarterback, they need a losing season. So... Yeah, or they might get lucky and one of the guys falls far enough where they can trade up and get him that they like. And there's that. A la Chicago, which we're going to be talking about here in just a moment. Right. All right. So, speaking of Chicago, we're going to talk about the NFC North. Are you ready? Let's do it. Cooper has the Packers winning the division as well as I. He has them going 13-4. and four. The Bears in second place at 7-10. and 10. The Lions 4-13. Minnesota doesn't win a damn game, according to Cooper. <laughs> Not one. You couldn't give them one. You know, I'm sorry, but they just, uh, they just suck, dude. I mean, Cousins hasn't done shit. 
And their running back seems to keep getting hurt. Oh, man, it's just... They might have a couple wins, but I doubt it. We'll see. <laughs> All right, I have the Packers going 14-3. and three. My only worry for um, the Packers is going to be the animosity that is going to be their star quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. It's really going to depend on how that goes. If they can hold it together this year, they can easily... I mean, I, either way, even if there's some animosity, this division is terrible enough where <laughs> they can win the division. Right. I don't see them not winning the Basically, Aaron Rodgers will just have to quit and for them not to win the division. <laughs> and I don't see Aaron just quitting. Because obviously, if he was going to quit, he would have just already done it. So you don't see him throwing a season? No, I don't think he'll throw a season just to get out of town like that. Um, so either way, I have them winning this division. But I'm going to give them enough credit because their schedule is pretty soft. Other than the fact they do have to play the NFC or AFC North, which is a hard division. Cleveland's obviously, we don't have Cleveland doing super well. But you never know with Cleveland. Um, we obviously, I think we both have them losing to Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Um, and I believe it's because I think they have to go to Baltimore in one of those games. Let me double check the schedule real quick here. I think that's what it is, isn't it? Because we have, they have to yeah. go to Baltimore or something like that. Pretty sure. Either way, I mean... Yeah, it's because they have to go to Baltimore was probably why we give them that loss. That's one of the factors I put into it. Um, I I did have them beating the Steelers, but of course you homered and gave them the loss there. Only because it is at Lambeau and Aaron Rodgers is magic at Lambeau. I think if it was at Pittsburgh, I think the Steelers probably could win that game because they'd have home field advantage. Yeah. Uh, but see, but still, it's going to be tough. Um, but it's going to be tough, and as like you said, also going to depend on if Aaron Rodgers is really in for it this season, mm-hmm. or if he's just like there. All right, I'm here. Yeah, I mean, not so there where he's going to purposely lose games, but be kind of just like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to do do what I can, and whatever kind of attitude is. Yeah, we'll see which Aaron Rodgers we get. Um, we both had the Bears going seven and ten, though we have them having different wins at different locations and losses at different spots. But same record. Um, you have the Lions going fourteen or four and thirteen. I have them go, have them going three and fourteen. So we were pretty close on there. So our third, our, it's weird. Our second and third place finishes are exactly the same. The teams are just different um, when it comes to the third place teams. Um, I actually give respect to Minnesota, and I gave them four wins. Uh, I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm hating on golf because I don't. I do kind of think he kind of got the wrong end of the shaft from the Rams. Uh, it's the team itself. I don't believe. Yeah, it. yeah, and uh, I think that uh, with that hand injury he had at the end of the year, just kind of really screwed him over. Yeah, so I'm not trying to. It's not golf. That I have going through three and fourteen, it's an overall team. Overall team issue. Yeah, Yeah. it's an overall team (laughs) issue. It's all an overall team effort to lose. Oh, because to me, he's only got one true weapon in his tight end. That's it. He doesn't really have a running game. Their defense is suspect as always. And the only good thing they did in the draft was get Panay Sewell. Yeah, 
That's it. That's all you did good in the draft to me. So that's not enough for you to win more than three games with Jared Goff. One weapon and a and a good um, offense alignment. It's not enough to me. And that's where I think it's going to end up hurting the Lions this season. So I'm not blaming it on Goff. I know some people are probably like, oh, well, big man just because his former quarterbacks there's giving him a crappy record. No, it's because I don't think the team's good enough where he's going from a very talented team in Los Angeles to a very piss-poor ran team and, and in Detroit. Really, and really not only that, but Goff was kind of carried by some of them guys. Too. He was. Cooper Cup was one of his big um, carriers. Robert Woods, of course. The defense, obviously, yeah. was very much um, his carrier. He did have his problems. I'm not going to say he didn't. He had his problems. But there was times the dude was pretty stout. We all remember the Monday night game against Kansas City in the Coliseum. Yeah. Where I about had a heart attack five different times because that game was nuts. We won. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It was great. He outperformed the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes. Barely, but he did outperform him. Yeah. He's had his moments. Unfortunately... Like I said, he was a little bit carried by the rest of the team. He was carried by that defense, and now he's going to Detroit. And now they expect they're I don't know what they're going to expect, but they're not going to get they're not going to get the golf that the Rams got. No, because he's one weapon is not enough, and it's not going to work. Hawkinson, don't get me wrong, is a really good tight end, but he's also not Gronk in his prime. He's not Kittle in his prime now, and he's definitely not Kelsey in his prime. He's not those. Good tight end, but not that level of tight end. Yeah. So, he's not even... Um, um, Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. He's not even Gonzalez level quality. So, I mean, if he could at least be Gonzalez quality, you know, it would be helpful. But he's not. It's just not that possible. He's just not there. He could get there, but he's not there. Yeah. So, that's where I'm sitting in this one. It's not golf bashing the Lions. It's the Lions just are the Lions. I'm just so excited, dude. <laughs> Football is here tomorrow night with the Hall of Fame game. Yes, I can't I'm so wait excited. This, dude. Where you're, you're giving your team the win tomorrow, too? Yes. <laughs> I'm really surprised you gave your team three losses. <laughs> Right off the gate, too, I think, wasn't it? Because they had to play Kansas City. They had City? to play the Bills. Oh, Bills. The yeah, Bills. you had to play the Bills right off the bat. Yeah. At Buffalo, too. Yeah. So um, I was shocked a little bit. I'm like, I well. I gave it to the Bills. I'm like, well, I mean, come on. I'm like, come on, man. It is Buffalo at Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo's going to be better. Um, Where else did you give them a loss? Kansas City. Yeah, at Kansas City in week 16. Because it's at Kansas City. Yeah. And I think I gave them the loss to the Chargers. You too. did at, at and the I Chargers. did that. I did that on Sunday as night a, because uh, you love Herbert. I love Herbert. So I love Herbert too, but I still couldn't give it to Herbert, man. I just don't trust his defense that much. And there's that. So I love the meme that went around Facebook for NFL memes, and it was uh, uh, golf as a parent, or not golf, but Herbert as a parent and his um, um, his a. Uh, or it might have been adults, but it's just his defense was he was feeding his defense a fourth quarter lead and then they just chucked it down the hallway. 
lord. <laughs> Ain't that the truth with it, though? I mean, basically, yeah. He'd give them a lead, and then they'd just blow it in the fourth quarter because they just couldn't stop nobody. And I mean, a little bit's him because he was a rookie, and he kind of got tight in the fourth quarter and stuff. It's expected he was a rookie, but he's going to be good. It's just, why did he have to be a Charger, man? Why couldn't he have been down here in Miami instead of Tua? I would have loved that. They probably would have made the playoffs, too. Just saying, man. Herbert's been a lot better than Tua. And there's that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and based off the way things have been going, um, I'm pretty sure Cooper has at least one more 0-17 team. Um, so we'll see what happens there. <laughs> it's going to be in the uh, AFC West, it's looking like. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be interesting. How you doing? <laughs> we were really close with the Jets last week, and then this week he just... Most Minnesota. <laughs> They're not even really that bad of a team. I just don't. You just don't trust Kirk Cousins I worth don't a trust damn. Trust him for nothing. I mean, I didn't give. I didn't trust him on the primetime games because his because his record on the primetime prime time games, games. But at least I gave him some wins. <laughs> like, damn. I'm just like damn. <laughs> Like, harsh, dude, harsh. I mean, I can understand the primetime games, but everything else is just, nope. <laughs> I'm just saying, Kirk Cousins, you better pull your head out of your ass because you better not go 17, you know, 0 and 17 because uh, that draft pick is going to be mighty nice for them when they pick a new quarterback and uh, replace your ass. Yeah, um, whether Mike Zimmer's coach or not, that's going to be a new quarterback <laughs> if you go 0-17. Of course, the problem is that they go 0-17 and, and the other team go... Wait, did, did they play Denver? <laughs> oh, the other team. Wait, did they, did they play Denver? Just throw it out there, bro. That's a preview in two weeks. We're not <laughs> talking about Denver 0-17. Who did Minnesota play? Did they play Denver? My God, if they're playing Denver, <laughs> you gave Denver that win? No, I don't think they're playing Denver. Oh, Denver, you're still on the schneid for an 0-17 possibly from Cooper. We'll see what happens in two weeks. Yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, if they would have played Den- Denver, they might have had a shot there. Wow. <laughs> the only thing that saved. <laughs> that ruined their season. <laughs> is they did play Denver. Denver. You are a horrible person right now. (laughs) I kind of hope Minnesota fans, we haven't had a listener yet in Minnesota. We have yet to have a listener in Minnesota, but if we start getting them (laughs) and we start getting hate mail, I'm blaming you. (laughs) Remember, Minnesota, I gave you four wins. He gave you none. So don't hate me too much. You can hate me, but he gave you none. Zilch. So basically, you went from Minnesota Twins crappy season to the Minnesota Vikings crappy season. Good, there you go. Good luck with the Timberwolves. Because mm. he probably has them going 0 82 next year. Yeah. <laughs> then there's that, brother. And the next baseball season, Twins first team ever to not win a baseball game. 0 162. Let's do it. I don't know what your deal is with Minnesota, man. But I don't know, bro. I really don't like Brock Lesnar either. 
<laughs> then there's that. All right. So on that note. But then again, <laughs> Mr. Perfect is awesome. Was awesome. Okay. All right. On that note. <laughs> Um, we will not be doing um, Worldwide Sports Talk this week. We're going to have to push it off because we had to push off this episode to tonight. We're not going to be able to do Worldwide. So we'll be back. And Yeah, what I want to explain is I don't know what's going on, dude. I think I got allergies, something going on. Yeah. Because my voice is just off and on. Yeah. So Like it's in and out. and I feel like I'm a teenager again, all squeaky and weird one second. And I'm like... Okay. Yeah. So. so we might cancel worldwide for the time being until um, to give Cooper a chance to get his voice under control. Uh, we can then push some of the episodes around to give him more break in between episodes. So we might just do that. Saturday we'll come back for wrestling talk. We'll probably push baseball talk to Monday. And then we can push um, keep football talk on Wednesday until. Because that at least then keeps us in still in front of the season, in front of the games the following week. For the time being. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, bro, because uh, my voice has just been acting strange lately. Yeah. And I think it's all the stress and doing podcasts. And... Yeah. Well, and this way, then he gives you every other day, plus you have the two days between football talk and wrestling talk. So I gives you two extra days there. So I'll be able to just chill. Yep. Because I need to learn to just be quiet. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> so we'll be back Saturday with wrestling talk, Monday with baseball basketball talk, because the Lakers keep doing weird things, really weird things yeah. in this offseason. It's been crazy. Can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be fun to talk about, but crazy. Uh, yeah, um, Chicago's really going all out for that fifth seed. We can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> the Bulls. Doubles. Anyways, uh, of course, Miami. we got to talk about Miami. They've done some stuff. It's been crazy huge going on in basketball free agency. Of course, baseball talk is we're getting closer to October. Getting excited for that. And then we'll be back again next week with more football talk. And we'll actually have some NASCAR to talk about. Watkins Glens races this uh, weekend. Nice, nice. So, Can't wait, dude. So we'll have a little... little shake and bake and pig skin. That's right. Going? We're going back to shake and bake and pig skin and baby. Four races to go before the chase for the cup. That's Looking forward up. to it. Looking forward to it. Watkins Glen this weekend. So we'll have NASCAR talk for you as well next week. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, that will do it for us here tonight, and as always, keep Keep on on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. 
at TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.